0: So, uh, well, first, I just want to thank you uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me today uh, about uh, Shivenge and, uh, you know, filmmaking in general. I, I saw Shivenge recently. I really enjoyed it, and I, I wanted to talk to you about it. So, um, I just want to thank you ahead of time uh, for taking this oh, time yeah. to talk to us. Oh, so,
1: well, thanks for uh, thinking of, of me to <laughs> chat about it because I do want to get the word out since it is for a charitable cause and. I think that some, there's some really great female filmmakers
0: spotlighted. Yeah, there are actually. I recognized a few of the shorts in She Venge as well because I I judged a uh, horror festival every year, and uh, one of them, the uh, Hooker Assassin, was actually featured. Uh, was submitted to the festival. Unfortunately, it didn't quite oh, make. Nice. Yeah, it didn't Aww. make it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I was. It was close. But um, I was watching uh, when I was watching She Venge. I'm like, I recognize this. Oh yeah
1: <laughs> <So> <laughs>
0: it, it was a slightly different cut, but uh oh, Okay. It, but, oh, cool. um, yeah, so uh, where did the idea for she venge come from uh for this anthology of, of films?
1: well, um to the first kernel of it wasn't quite as altruistic as it is now but mm-hmm. I, mainly it was because I had some short films that I had directed that once they run the film festival circuit there's really not much to do with them there are some short TV and shorts web channels and things like that but I don't really feel that people will pay as much attention to a, a short that stands alone as they will sit down to watch an anthology and in my case um, if, you know my For whatever reason, (laughs) my (laughs) taste kind of runs toward revenge. And uh, I don't know, I might have to talk to Dr. Freud about that. But anyway, (laughs) I noticed that some of the other films that I had seen at film festivals around here in L.A. that I really liked and other female filmmakers that I admire also had some shorts on the theme of revenge. So then I got to thinking it would be a great idea to put together an anthology on a theme And so then I started reaching out and um, Heidi Honeycutt from um, the uh, Viscera and Etheria Film Festival, she'd seen quite a few and she was able to uh, help me find some films that I hadn't seen before. So she kind of helped me out and that's how it all came together. And then I decided that because of uh, the themes, I thought it would be a nice tie in to give some money to the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund, which is uh, an organization that I have donated money to before.
0: Yeah, uh, if you could maybe give a little more details, because I don't think a lot of people know uh, of Shevenge and uh, you know what the money uh, for Shevenge is actually going to. Could you give a little more information about that?
1: I'm sure, the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund is just what it sounds like. It's for um, women that need to... Sort of get revenge through the legal system, uh, whether they've been harassed at work or they didn't, you know, it's just for getting equal pay and just being uh all those kind of things, which is you know one of one of those films, the glass ceiling, sort of ties into that theme as well. so it's it covers a variety of of discrimination against women mm-hmm. in the workplace. and so I just thought that would be the perfect organization. and as I said, I have donated money to them before because I had written a collection of short stories called City of Devils, which are horror stories that take place in LA and all the sort of facets of LA. And the opening story I was writing right around the time that um, Harvey Weinstein was in the news every day and I sure. kind of made sort of him a target, a fictional <laughs> target in this story. But then I thought, you know, I'm kind of exploiting the situation. I don't like to do that. So as I was writing the story, I donated $100 to the Times Sub Legal Defense Fund, and that's kind of how they became my favorite charity. And so, the, yeah, Shevenge, it's uh, just uh, kind of like a Tales from the Crypt sort of anthology, where it collects different stories on a theme. And then we also have a hostess, a horror hostess, Vanessa Gomez, sort of setting up each different category.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I liked Vanessa Gomez's, uh, the interjections in between kind of reminded me, <laughs> re- reminded me a bit of Elvira of sorts. She's a lot um, of fun, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: she and I used to host a uh, talk show together for Dread Central. And so I've always wanted to work with her in another capacity after our our mm-hmm. show ended because she's so quick-witted she's actually also a stand-up comedian and an actress and so she's just a great person and i really love having her presence in the film and she wrote a lot of her own dialogue too which is cute her her rhyming (laughs) revenge (laughs) themed (laughs) party girl
0: now i kind of liked how you had it uh broken up into uh four chapters uh, of similar themes, uh, you know, kind of giving it kind of a book feel. Is that a little bit of your uh, author uh, skills coming through in that respect?
1: <laughs> Probably yes. <laughs> I do have a rather analytical, organized mind. <laughs> uh,
0: because you, so. you, you, you've wore you, you wear many hats. You have wore many hats in the business, and and, and you still are today. I mean, you're author, producer, director, actress. Uh, you know, I, I was. Uh, doing some uh, doing some research and I was just I was very uh, impressed uh, by uh, just how many different hats you wore is there one in particular that you know uh, you, you you enjoy maybe a little more than the others or
1: oh sure uh, writing definitely mm-hmm. because I am uh, sort of a say like a solitary, uh, you know, (laughs) kind of a closet solitary person as much Mm -hmm. as I do go out and meet people and do things. I would rather be home in my pajamas writing, honestly. But, you know, like you say, writing, uh, you know, wearing a lot of hats, you sort of have to do that in this business because it's such the indie film world is not, for the pay, <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> so if you do if you do ten things, you'll get ten small paychecks, you know, instead of one. So that's kind of why I do it, and also it just kind of keeps me busy, which I like to be.
0: Yeah, I, I over the years covering indie films, uh, I learned that that uh, many wear many hats. Uh, I had the uh honor being on the set uh being a script supervisor for an anthology film actually here in wisconsin and i got uh, my feet wet and learned you know yeah that is what you're technically picked for but could you help the grip out or you know Mm -hmm. we 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 help the lights or care you know (laughs) oh yeah no Um, divas in the indie film world no there isn't and you know uh (laughs) What I liked about uh, She Venge actually getting with it is because I think one of the misconceptions about when you say indie films and that, I think people uh, have a little bit of misconception of like quality of product and such. You know, and in here in She Venge, all the shorts you had seemed very well produced. Did that kind of work into uh, your, your decision on which ones to include, or uh, did you just choose them more based on story than on aesthetic?
1: It's um, a little bit of both, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly do appreciate a well-produced film, but sometimes the story or the acting or just the passion shows through. But I feel like you're right. We really lucked out in gathering a great roster of films. Um, I can't say that any that were submitted were subpar, <laughs> but sometimes they just didn't quite fit into the theme. One one thing that I one of the criteria that I had was that it has to be a woman, you know, getting the revenge. We did get a few films submitted that were a man getting revenge on behalf of a woman, which is not, you know, what I wanted to show.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, I I can uh, understand that. I mean, that it sounds like you run into a similar problem as with any film festival, where it's a horror film festival, yet someone submitted a drama or a documentary, or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and right. you're looking yeah.
0: you're looking at it going, "This is a fashion video. This isn't a horror." <laughs> film. <laughs> well,
1: hope springs eternal. You never
0: know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Uh, <laughs> um, what would you say now? Uh, you've you've also done sh- a lot of shorts. You've you've done all the whole gambit uh you know shows i i actually watched the other night uh cabaret of the dead uh a.k.a oh, fetish factory checking that out yep i watched that uh i enjoyed it quite a bit um getting myself prepared for the Horror Fest, which I'm going to in October here in Oshkosh. And so it reminded me a lot of the films that I saw there. Uh, What kind of experience, were you able to take uh, experiences that you did there for doing a full feature and were you able to kind of carry that over in making Shevenge or was the difference there, uh, you know, was it its own entity?
1: Well, it is different because for that particular film, I was hired to write and direct it. Mm -hmm. So I was not a producer, but I still have learned a lot about producing just through the experience of working in the film industry, even as a entertainment reporter. You know, I've interviewed quite a few producers, so I know a lot about it. It's not something that really is my forte. I'd say like I'm good at it, but it's not something that I really long to do because there is an awful lot of red tape involved, so to speak, you know, it's more the business side of it, not the Mm -hmm. creative side, but, but fetish Factory was a lot of fun because it's, uh, sort of a Roger Corman style grindhouse throwback and even shot on a very low budget, (laughs) Mm Corman-esque scale. And we shot it in five days and we had, you know, so many things going on, uh, just, in front of the camera with the burlesque dancers and the zombies and the stunts and the beauty makeups and the ensemble cast to accomplish all that in five days um, really was a great first feature film experience for me because now I feel like I can do anything. I can pull (laughs) that off.
0: (laughs) That that is impressive in five days, uh, especially for a film like that.
1: Right, yeah, but it's, it's really fun. I think it's definitely not meant to be a highbrow film. Uh, (laughs) And I feel like people really got it, which is great because sometimes when you put something out that's slightly outre or a little off Mm -hmm. the, you know, the main path of, of uh, what people are used to seeing, it's really nice to kind of find your, your audience and they find you and it's all good.
0: Well, especially now with the internet and, and more ways to get exposure, get your material out there. um, Oh,
1: exactly. Like, Yeah, a movie like that, you know, back in the day would have only been shown at a midnight movie or, you know, Mm -hmm. Skinamax or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) But having said that, there really is no actual nudity Mm -hmm. in the film.
0: Well, no, I, I loved the burlesque angle with that, that you didn't really have any nudity. It really felt... Uh, like a burlesque show uh, i have a, a friend in milwaukee who uh, actually was on backstage crew of burlesque for a number of years and and he's told me a lot you know about the shows and that and this really uh you know i think it captured the spirit of that as much as a zombie film especially in the first half of that film uh you know with and the talent that you have there um i, I thought it was a great ensemble cast of of uh, very, uh, you know, talented individuals from the indie film scene in that, and a couple of them even showed up, it, it looked like, in the uh, in the she, She-Venge shorts as well. Uh. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah,
1: we have a little repeat business there. But that's what happens, you know, when you kind of gather your tribe and kind of follow you to, to other things. Um, yeah, Tristan Risk, who's in Fetish Factory, is also in one of the She-Venge films that's directed by Izzy Lee, which is a really creepy kind of ghostly story, which she's in full on zombie makeup.
0: Yeah, I, I thought I had recognized her when I saw that. I'm like, oh that's Tristan Kr- Risk. And then when I saw it was <laughs> Izzy Lee, yeah. uh we actually I, I got a chance a year or two ago to watch Mouth. So
1: you Oh know, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, I love that. that
0: seeing those two together again was kind of fun and that was a fun short they're they're all fun shorts uh one of the things though you know what i what i liked about it too was uh i think some people seeing the title may have a bit of a misconception of the collection of of films you have because of kind of today's culture too uh this isn't well, I'll let you answer. What would you say the misconception is with She Venged, Like, you know, this just a man hating piece? Um,
1: <laughs> you,
0: you know what I'm saying? Because it you is know, the internet. We you know. not
1: have not had that. Yeah. Oh, I know, that's right? good. No, we haven't had any kind mm-hmm. of backlash or anything yet.
0: But
1: <laughs> maybe I'll knock on wood. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it seems to be pretty widely and well accepted and understood by the reviewers um you know i mean we did have one reviewer who said there was a lack of diversity in it which i kind of i don't see that point i mean we do have um you know women Mm -hmm. of color behind the camera and in front of the camera you know i wish there could have been more but i did seek out there was this really great um all black cast uh Mm -hmm short that I really wanted to use, and there was another La Llorona story that I really wanted, but, you know, in this case, we're not paying the filmmakers, so they're donating their films to us, and if they chose not to, or they decided they'd rather go another direction with their films, you know, we couldn't get those films, so I did try, Um, (laughs) and I do, it is on my mind, I mean, you know, Vanessa Gomez, she's Mexican, and she's our, Mm -hmm. the face of Shevenge, and You know, it's definitely not, I thought that was kind of an unwarranted criticism, but then there are some people who just try to find something wrong. They're like, well, I can't think of anything wrong with this. Let me see. (laughs) You do get those people. But, you know, overall, actually, that critic did like the film overall. So it's it's, all
0: good. It's good that they enjoyed it overall. Uh, You know, and you're right. I mean, in today's Internet, culture, which is I it's a little bit different, you know, I mean, everybody has opinions, and thanks to the internet, we, we, we can share them, unfortunately, everybody has opinions, uh, <laughs> yeah. you That's know. fine, I mean,
1: um, I'm, I'm all right with that, unless sure. they're, like, just, you know, this sucked, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not really a, <laughs> yes. a criticism, no. so there are those people, too, but fortunately, I have not encountered any of them yet in regard to this, which hopefully we won't, because I would like it to enjoy as wide a viewership as it can possibly find. And like, you know, I said, it's on Amazon Prime now, and then we just got the DVDs in, and uh, those are, uh, you know, limited edition Mm DVDs. So hopefully people will (laughs) buy it because they want to help support the philosophy behind it and that they'll be glad that they bought it because they're enjoying all the films.
0: Well, there's some great stories and a wide range of genres as well, which I liked. It, it was not just like, uh, re, you know, the, your straight revenge. You have some supernatural stuff in here. Um, you have, uh, you know, the short, like, uh, I believe it was the one that's based off of uh, The Karma is a Bitch. One,
1: uh-huh. That yeah, the Michelle Carter. <laughs> right.
0: that Was that the one that was based off of the real-life texting that happened. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Her name is Michelle Carter, and mm-hmm. she uh, convinced her boyfriend to commit suicide via text, and she kept goading him until he finally did it. Not that he wasn't on the edge of suicide already, but, you know, he might not have done it had it not been for her influence. And it kind of, you know, reminds me of almost a Charles Manson situation where, you know, this person just has such a godlike power, they want to see how far they can take it, and so that was one of the shorts that I wrote and directed, and um, I thought it was just such an interesting story from a psychological standpoint, but then of course I had to add a supernatural twist because, (laughs) revenge!
0: (laughs) Revenge! I I, I like the twist quite a bit, it was one of those where I, uh, I, and I always love that, and that's what I love about shorts I, I think, I don't think short films get enough credit and say the internet review averse, however you want to call it, um, <laughs> because uh, I, you know, you get your idea in and there's usually a twist at the end. And I, I just love because they never quite sure a lot of times where it's going to go. And I will honestly say when I was watching that one, I'm like, where are they going with this one exactly, you know, and then uh, you get to the, the, the twist at the end, and then I was like, ah, okay, you know, and I was surprised and, and I I liked the fact that I was surprised because um, you know, I think unpredictability always adds a little bit of excitement to it, and these films, uh, was the other one uh, Dollface, I think it was, or the, um, the Oh, Doll the,
1: Parts, yeah, Doll Parts, Karen Lamb story, which I thought was tremendous. I actually saw that at the Etheria Film Festival. It might, might have been when it was Viscera, Heidi Honeycutt, um and Stacey Pippi Hammond. And, um, you know, they just started this film festival years ago, but it's been through a couple of different incarnations. So uh, Doll Parts, I believe I watched it in 2012, and it stuck with me ever since then. So when I started putting this anthology together, uh, Karen was one of the first people that I reached out to and said, you know, is this available? Can I use it? I'd love to have it in here. And I think it really adds a lot to, uh, you know, the other stories. It just kind of really offsets the whole theme.
0: Oh, and, and it's a, it really felt original, too, because that was another one where you're like, okay, and then, you know, when you hit a certain part, and you're like, okay, so this is where it went. And then it's not done yet. The story's not done yet. You're like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not to spoil too much with it, but yeah, I just... And, and that's what I like about uh, short stories quite a bit, uh, short films, is uh, y- you're able to tell the idea, but you don't have a whole lot of time to add extra. Sometimes you get it, fluff, and you, you stay really true to the core story, and there's usually a nice, fun twist at the end a lot of times. And uh, that's what, e- you know, each one of these shorts, uh, the recipe, recipe number 42... Mm-hmm. What is it called? Uh, yes, uh-huh. yeah, that one too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that one I was like, hmm, and then and then it takes this turn, and I'm like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, well, you know, a 16 a year old girl directed that.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah, uh-huh. they. Um, the actress who's in it Mm
0: -hmm. um jenny
1: may walker she's actually in um fetish factory too she plays the uh rosie riveter character oh yes okay (laughs) yeah so she's she's the the dinner host in that one but anyway her daughter you know was going to high school with a wannabe filmmaker a budding filmmaker Mm -hmm. and so they had seen some of the Student films that she'd done, and they said, "Well, she's incredible. She's really good." So, yeah, pretty amazing that she pulled that off at such a young age and so well.
0: Yeah, it you you can tell it it fits in really well with the rest of the shorts Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. and that's what I liked is all of the shorts in, in *She Venge*. For me, uh, having watched a lot of short films, all yeah, I'm of them sure, felt yes. <laughs> uh, I if- couldn't
1: imagine like being a judge at a film festival or oh, it's oh. <laughs> a lot of it's a lot of film watching.
0: Yeah, the the one we uh, just finished up and we made our selections on. There was over a hundred and ninety submissions.
1: Oh yeah
0: most <laughs> of those were short films, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I love about anthology f- films is you get to s- feature some of these short films and, and this talent that they may not ever get past the festival scene on or get buried out in, in, uh, you know, the streaming verse. Uh, that's exactly. what I, you know, so I think it's great that you, you were able to uh, bring a lot of this talent to this film and then, and then put it on Amazon, which is, you know, a widely uh, accessible venue mm-hmm. for it uh you know yep. so uh, yeah I mean that's yeah short films for me i I just dig and uh, all of these are, are strong I can't think of one that was really you know a weaker one or or one that didn't stand out as much i I could tell there was a lot of uh, thought put into the um the culmination of it including the uh, the one with the ladies uh where they, it's their weekend to get together, only they decide to do something other than uh, just go out <laughs> yeah. and party. Um, yeah. That, yeah,
1: hi- that one is really, it's just fun, because there's so much authentic conversation in it. And then, bam, <laughs> it's like, whoa, what happened? Where well, This took a turn. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's uh, directed by Angela Atwood, and it's called Lady Hunters. And that one's actually still on the festival circuit and winning a lot of... Uh, prizes it's doing really
0: well I, I can see why because they're having fun like you said uh, you know you, you pointed out great uh that the dialogue is natural they seem like you know real this seems like real people um,
1: mm-hmm. I love the, the woman who like she keeps trying to figure out how that Dress fits you know, like a wraparound dress. And we've, you know, we females have all been through something like that. <laughs> Very fun. And it kind of disarms you, you know, because you're kind of getting into liking these characters and relating to them. And then, like I said, there's a little something that happens toward the end. It,
0: it takes a little bit of a dark turn, which, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, no. You know, and that's one thing I always noticed in, and, I've had some discussions with uh, some other uh, friends of mine, a, a few of them who make short films, uh, uh, a guy who does gonzorific films, Andrew Shearer, he does a lot of them. And we were talking, and I'm like, one thing I, I can tell with female writers and directors uh, for the scripts is dialogue just feels a lot more natural <laughs> when, it, when it's written, for obvious reasons. But, you know... I, I, I just I just like that more because the the characters seem more real than say you know occasionally uh, from scripts that maybe have been written more uh, by a, from a male perspective trying to write female dialogue.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, it's kind of like the I don't know the exact line because I'm not very good at quoting dialogue, mm-hmm. but you know, as good as it gets, Jack Nicholson plays a writer, and you know, some swooning yep. fan says, "How do you write female characters so well?" Like, oh, oh, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> reply was.
0: I take, yeah, not what
1: she wanted to hear. <laughs> I,
0: I, I take a man and I remove logic and reason. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> so there don't you like go. yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice little Jack uh, imitation there
1: yeah, too. Well, but you know, like you say, it, sometimes I mean, I don't, I don't want to. Single out any gender, but I just did to use this as an example. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, a filmmaker that I do like is Rob Zombie. I do enjoy mm-hmm. um, a lot of his films. Some of them I didn't like. They're very, you know, to me it's a mixed bag. But if you watch, say, The Devil's Rejects, which is a movie that I absolutely love, but any of those characters is very interchangeable. You mm-hmm. know, maybe Firefly talks just like, um, just like Otis or right. just like Captain Spaulding. They all kind of have that same voice. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in a lot of these shorts and she venge that are are, you know, they each have their own uh, distinct characterizations, which is another thing that I do appreciate.
0: You you can definitely see the uh, unique voice of each filmmaker and what what they were going for with each short, and and I. I like that as well. Um, and, you know, that's what caught me very much was uh, watching it. I was just like, ah, you know, <laughs> some of these really got me, <laughs> too, you know. Uh, and, and Others were just fun, uh, good mixture of humor and horror. And, uh, you know, I, I, you've been involved in a lot of projects uh, with horror and that. What is it about horror that appeals the most to you?
1: Um, For me, it is the variety within the genre, which you can't really say about comedy or drama (laughs) or, you know, I guess maybe Mm -hmm. science fiction would be the closest thing to that where you can really, it can take place in space, it can take place on earth, it can take place in an attic, it can take place uh, in a shopping mall, you know, the horror, the playground is so vast and there's the supernatural aspect, there's a psychological aspect, there's can be a comedic aspect. So that's what I enjoy about the horror genre is that it's a springboard for many different things. And you can still have that thrill, the adrenaline rush of horror, but you can also either impart a message or you can just entertain people or you can be silly, you can be serious. So that's what I like about it.
0: Yeah, I, I really like horror films that help use the genre to get maybe a social message across or confront a social issue that's a hot topic today, but do it within the genre. And uh, mm-hmm. when when it's done well, I I love it because I think even though a lot of people say, well, science fiction is the one where you get a lot of the you know confronting uh, current hot topics in in our culture and our society, and I'm like. I think horror can do it a little bit better because uh I think some people sometimes they give people give it a little more leeway uh you know and and do you think uh horror is a is a good genre possibly to get you know your message out or, or get across a social an idea you're trying to get about social commentary about today's say hot topics uh
1: Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: well, you did She-Venge. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, but yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And also, I just feel like um, horror is more relatable in that Mm -hmm. I can put myself in the shoes of a character that's in a horror film and you can, and just about anyone can, but I can't necessarily put myself in the shoes of a science fiction character who's in space or in the future Mm -hmm. or in some alternate universe because it's not as relatable.
0: Yeah. Everybody has been afraid at one point in their life. So right there you've Mm got, (laughs) you've got something you could connect to the main character. Right. Uh, So yeah. Uh, Well, I I don't want to take up too much more of your time today, but I I appreciate you taking time to talk about SheVenge. Uh, You mentioned they can find it on Amazon, and now there's a DVD. Where can they find that DVD at?
1: Um, It is on my website, because I want to make sure that most of the money goes to the Times Up Legal Defense Fund, so that's why I don't have it yet. I mean, I may change my mind, but I don't have it yet (laughs) on eBay or anything like that, because they take out a huge chunk of change. So my website is my name, StaceyLaneWilson.com, and that's S-K-A-C-I-L-A-Y-N-E-W-I-L-S-O-N. and they can just go to my website and click on the Shop button, and like I said, it's just a limited edition of 100 copies, because I don't want this to become my life's work, but I <laughs> do like to give people the opportunity to buy the DVD mm-hmm. if they want, because I know some people still enjoy physical media. So that is available through my site, and then also Amazon Prime. It's uh, free with "quote unquote" free if you're a subscriber, or if you're not, you can still go to Amazon Prime and rent it.
0: Fantastic! And, and do you have anything in the Iron or the Fire that uh, coming up that people should maybe look for from you?
1: I do. I have my next film coming up. Is uh, well, I actually have two films coming up that are not horror, so I don't oh. know if your listeners will be <laughs> interested. But, oh, oh, sure, we get a um, wide,
0: we get a wide range of people. So
1: okay, so I'm also making a documentary about my father's band, The Ventures, which is the number one best-selling instrumental group of all time. So they started in the '60s, and people might recognize some of their hits like "Hawaii Five O and "Walk Don't Run" and "Pipeline" and "Perfidia." So it's the actually the first ever documentary film made about the Ventures, which is kind of shocking considering the fact that this is their 60th anniversary. So that's been a really wonderful project. We have uh, interviewees, uh, including Billy Bob Thornton and Jimmy Page and um, uh, Randy Bachman, John Fogarty, who inducted them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, we got a really great roster of interviewees and plus some never before seen interviews with my dad. So, that's, oh, that's been awesome. Fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then my next film is like a, a sci fi comedy, which I uh, kind of the elevator pitch is uh, Weird Science Meets Oliver Stone's The Doors. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about a computer programmer who brings her favorite 1960s rock star poet back to life he died in 1970 and you know there's she kind of brings him back as an avatar and it's it's kind of a fun you know odd uh, couple story
0: that that sounds that sounds fascinating I, I yeah, definitely and i'm doing,
1: doing that. that with uh darren gordon smith who co-wrote mm-hmm. Rito, the genetic opera so i don't know if you've seen that but it's oh. a really wonderful horror uh, musical
0: I, I've seen it, it's it's starting to grow on me a bit, but I have a friend, <laughs> my friend Dawn... I know, it's
1: not for everyone, <laughs> but...
0: Uh, my friend Dawn absolutely adores that musical, she she loves oh, it. Oh, well, they got, yeah, they've yeah. got a
1: massive cult following, almost mm-hmm. Rocky Horror style. So anyway, he's doing the music, and he co-wrote the screenplay with me, and he's an incredibly gifted musician and songwriter, so he's, um, he's doing that with me, and then the main star is... Um, Is from the movie um, Bedeviled. And um, yeah, Mm -hmm. so, you know, we have a little horror connection there. (laughs) And his name is Jordan Esso, and he's also a musician. So he's co-writing some of the songs and writing some original material. So it should be, we're shooting that in October. So hopefully that will. See the light of day in 2020.
0: 2020 already around the corner it seems like.
1: Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> the 20s we're, will roar again.
0: Yeah, we're we're 2019 go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I saw your dad was uh the Ventures and it, it was just great cuz I I love some of the you know the music. Uh, that they've oh, put yeah. out, oh yeah, so and,
1: iconic of a time, and yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah, the fact that there there hasn't really been much done on them surprises me just how, because of how popular they are. So I, I think that's really going to be interesting, and I, I'm looking forward to that as well because, um, yeah, it, it's it's they've got good music. Um, you know, we we have a. Uh, what's called the world largest trivia contest. Um, I'm actually in the middle of Wisconsin, Stevens point. And, uh, we play some, they play some ventures during the contest. They play, uh, music during, uh, answering, uh, trivia questions of all different shapes and sizes. And, uh, yeah, they always play a couple of things, including, uh, you know, Hawaii 5 and...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Once you get those tunes in your head, they don't go away.
0: They, they but, don't. you know, in
1: making this documentary, I've definitely had some earworms, but it's all it's good, and I'm really oh. happy to be able to do this sort of as a gift for my father. You know, he's 86 years old now, and <laughs> I want to do this, you know, little tribute for him, and I think it's come out really well, and we'll start submitting it to film festivals very shortly.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye peeled for that one, uh, as, as well, because, uh, I love, uh, documentaries too. And, and that sounds like it's an interesting one. Uh, just mentioning uh, projects with your father, I had a chance to talk to, uh, uh Jackie, uh, right. Oh, her name escapes me from Manos returns. Um, Oh
1: yeah. And, and
0: Jackie, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, and, and directed by Tanya atomic and, um, you know she had a chance to actually have her dad in the sequel before unfortunately he passed away and so i thought that was great that she they were able to do a project together uh, oh, like yeah. that as well you know and, and the chance you get that opportunity uh, is very cool and uh, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye out for the ventures as well. So, oh, thank you. Uh, well, and I thank you, uh, Stacy. I know, I know you're a very, uh, <laughs> very busy person, uh, but I, <laughs> I appreciate taking the time. And yeah, she folks. Check this out. It is a fun film. If you ever want a flavor of what it's like to go to a film festival, check out anthology films. Um, you know, that's why I love them. Is because they they help kind of feed that until I go to my annual horror fest. Uh, they, they feel like you're at a horror festival at times. And uh, yeah, short films are, are a great way for people to feature their talent. And there's a lot of talent here in Shevenge, So, And it's for a good cause if you uh, do purchase it, um, it. It goes to a good cause as well. So uh, thank you very much, Stacy. I appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, I hope you have an excellent evening.
1: All right. Well, thank you.